And I think that the other phases will be um, incorporating some of the technology enablers that I talked about, as well as, uh, you know, and those technology enablers, again, I'll, I'll just kind of explain, you know, AI, edge computing, the cloud, all these right. you know, virtualization. Right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast, the number one publication and resource for the Internet of Things. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon. Quickly, if you are watching this on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Also, if you're listening to this on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts, please subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they are out. All right, on today's episode, we have Chris Pearson, the president of 5G Americas. They are an industry trade organization composed of leading telecommunications service providers and manufacturers focused on um, the advancement transformation of LTE, 5G, and beyond through the Americas. Uh, so we talk about what the status is and where we are with 5G IoT development and the technologies supporting 5G IoT. We also talk about uh, why 5G is different than the previous mo mobile communication technologies, applications that will be able to be different and enabled with 5G, and a number of other very exciting topics that I think you'll get a lot of value out of. So I hope you enjoy this episode. But before we get into it, if you out there are looking to enter the fast-growing and profitable IoT market but don't know where to start, check out our sponsor, Leverage. Leverage's IoT solutions development platform provides everything you need to create turnkey IoT products that you can white label and resell under your own brand. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Chris, to the IoT for All podcast. Thanks for being here this week. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, let's kick this off by having you give a quick introduction about yourself to our audience. Sure. Um, my name is Chris Pearson, and I'm the president of an industry association called 5G Americas. Uh, 5G Americas is a leading mobile communications industry association that's uh, dedicated to progressing 5G, uh, as well as LTE before that, uh, in the Americas region. Fantastic. Um, so tell us a little bit more about 5G Americas and what you all do for the space, kind of how you fit in with the space and, um, and, and kind of all that. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, 5G Americas is uh, a bunch of leading mobile communications uh, companies, both operators and vendors. They have equal rights amongst us as an industry association. And we work in three main areas. So we work in what's called technical facilitation and coordination, which is where we are well known for our white papers. If it, and they're all mm. free if you go to our website. Uh, and what that would be is uh, trying to get the industry uh, to understand exactly where, where we are and where we're going, because there's a lot of standards that are being developed, but there's still a lot to trying to get that out to the marketplace. The okay. second area we work in is regulatory policy. So uh, throughout the Americas, um, we're every day facing challenges and opportunities when it comes to regulations for our industry. And how do we progress in that regulatory market. So we're always filing with like the FCC and different mm. government agencies or throughout Latin America with the government agencies down there. And the third area that we work in actually um, is industry education. So we work with industry media, industry analysts to really help um, you know dissect what's going on in the industry, where we are, what we wanna be doing and how that affects uh, the you know, kind of the greater society uh, or right. technology area. Fantastic. So. For our audience's sake, I'd love it if you could tell them a little bit about currently in the market, where do we kind of stand? Like, what is the status of where we are with 5G IoT deployments that support the technology? Like, where does that kind of stand from an adoption standpoint? In your mind, how do you kind of view it? What's the landscape look like? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple uh, 
ways to look at this. You know, globally, uh, we're at you know 5G deployments are at there's 233 commercial deployments, um, which actually is is uh, you know, consider that we've been living through a pandemic. It's quite astonishing how well we've done. Um, and then in North America, or specifically the U.S., uh, we have a pretty wide uh, coverage area for you know 5G capabilities um, as far as our our national footprint. So if you look at you know there's AT and T, uh, T-Mobile, right. Verizon, three national carriers, and if you look at your know, population of the United States is probably you know 330 million in that range. You probably have 5G coverage to uh, over 300 million if you if you look at the the greater the greater picture of it. Um, as far as where we are, as far as like technology um right now um we're probably in the third inning of a nine inning five five g uh baseball game okay. uh, and when i say third inning some people would say well uh you know there'll be people on both sides they'll say well you know we are we're growing faster than any previous generation of technology as far as the number of, of customers and people getting smartphones and, and, right. and that is true but on the other side i say third inning because we're only in the very beginning stages of rolling out uh, some of the technology enablers that would help us to do more applications, more use cases and things like that. And that's where uh, I IoT comes in. Right, right now, 5G IoT is in the early stages um, of really the commercial deployments. And even in the standards processes, we're adding and enhancing the 5G IoT capabilities right now. And are you seeing any particular use cases leading the way when it comes to utilizing 5G technology for in IoT? Um, right now, there is really the beginning area. So what, what we have is kind of a, a transformation going with, with uh, 4G uh, capabilities and IoT. They are actually uh, right at the mass adoption stage, and they're overtaking really what was happening with 2G and 3G. So okay. while that, that kind of is happening... Uh, 5G is now be coming out into the marketplace and starting to address new use cases. So mm -hmm. uh, what you're seeing is a, a lot of the early stages of companies looking at things like manufacturing capabilities, right. uh, tr transportation, uh, smart transportation, the ports. You know, you know when you start mm -hmm. to think about how do we make our port more efficient, we've seen some use cases with 5G IoT on that. Um, so there's a lot of different areas that are just really at the beginning of the of, of the 5G IoT stage. Um, and at the same time, a lot of people are really just starting to uh, kind of open their eyes uh, and minds about what the true capabilities are if you're like in a manufacturing industry or or if you're looking at the connected car, what can happen with that right. if we start right. putting transportation on top of it or even the smart cities. So there's quite a bit that's going on. But again, we're in the beginning stages and it's uh, interesting to see how 4G capabilities of IoT are just now going to be surpassing probably in 2023 all mm. the 2G, 3G uh, IoT sensors and devices. And then yeah. after that, 5G comes in and really starts to take shape pretty quick. And when we, when our audience, when we get some people hear about 5G, um, can you explain at a very kind of fundamental level the difference between 5G and previous mobile communication technologies? Like, what is the main difference that 5G offers, and why is it such a, a big deal? Yeah, it's it, it's it's a big deal because 5G was developed to address use cases and applications. 
Uh, and so what they did when we looked at the standard and that standard was developed, that was called third generation partnership project. They, mm. they looked at three areas uh, that they wanted to, to address. So um, when, when you look at a, a 5G capability versus 4G, um, you're going to have uh, you know, faster, faster download speeds, faster upload speeds. And okay. so we see that right away in the smartphones and those type of applications. We also uh, are, are looking at a massive machine-to-machine -machine communications or IoT communications capabilities. So before we might be able to, as a, as, a, as a cellular operator working with their vendor, support millions of devices, the new standard for 5G versus 4G is different in that we won't be supporting millions of devices. We have the capability to support billions of devices. And that's much okay. different the way the architecture is. And then the third area that that is different than what would be 4G LTE or previous generations is just uh, low latency and, uh, and, and reliability. Uh, we, we basically are, are lowering the latency and, and increasing the reliability of the technology. So those are the three kind of massive areas that um, have been changed as we went to 5G versus 4G. And don't get me wrong, 4G LTE is an awesome technology, but yeah. 5G just looked at the use cases. And that's why um, it's going to be a, a really a game changer and a different technology. Yeah, um, it's very interesting to kind of, or it has been very interesting to follow the rollout of 5G and um, talk to different experts who are utilizing the technology for different use cases, different applications and things like that. Um, from your perspective, what, I know you've kind of mentioned or pieces here of this, but what are the biggest characteristics or the, I guess, the biggest improved characteristics of 5G compared to previous uh, mobile um, communication technologies that is going to benefit the IoT industry directly? Yeah, so I, I would probably sum it up with flexibility. So okay. when you look how 5G was um, developed, and this is, starts at the, the foundational area, which is the, the standards, um, yep. it, was, it was with the, the knowledge that our ecosystem for mobile communications has to expand. Uh, and so what happened is they incorporated into the standard, you know, what would be considered technology enablers that we're, we're seeing that were, were basically were already starting to develop in the technology ecosystem. And now mm -hmm. they're going to be part of the mobile wireless ecosystem. And that would be things like, you know, cloud support, uh, edge computing, um, looking at, you know, capabilities for front hall and back hall of cell sites so that you could support more areas. So these types of things were, were incorporated into the standard where uh, that previously really wasn't the case. With 4G, we really, it was more like, okay, let's, let's get to, you know, let's improve some areas and let's get faster download speeds and better upload speeds. Right. But when it came to 5G, it was to, it was also to have some flexibility. And that flexibility will help an IoT solution. And when I say that, it would be if, if I'm a, a manufacturing floor mm. and I want the capabilities so all my, say, robotics are not have to be cabled on my, on my factory floor because I want better robotics, lower latency, I want more sure. efficiency. I can do that, number one, from 5G IoT sensors and capabilities. But at the same time, I might have a need for my factory to have a 5G private network or a network slice or a, a cloud 
capabilities that it incorporates into it. All those types of things weren't there when we had 4G, 3G, 2G, or you know, 1G. Fair enough, fair enough. And I know I asked you earlier about the use cases. What about from an industry perspective? Are you seeing in any particular industries that are most keen to adopt 5G or I guess going to benefit the most from 5G based on kind of um, existing technologies in the past or, or maybe use cases they weren't able to deploy because the technology wasn't there to support it? Where do you kind of see this really taking off from an industry perspective? Yeah, looking at, at the uh, some of the opportunities and some of the forecasts that that various mm-hmm. analysts are making about it. I think that the, the manufacturing okay. uh, into, you know, vertical, manu- you know, the vertical industries within the manufacturing sector, I think are, are a huge opportunity at, in some of the forecasts. Additionally, I would say uh, the whole transportation uh, concept of smart transportation connected cars, I think is another great one. And, and that can even play within a smart city you know, bigger application. Um, so those would be the biggest biggest opportunities. And I think in smart manufacturing um, and those industry verticals, some of that is because of the flexibility of what 5G is going to be able to offer that we couldn't in 4G and 3G. And if you go to, you know, I, I spoke, I keynoted or spoke at a an event, uh, you know, pre-COVID granted, but it was, uh, and it was a manufacturing uh, conference. And that manufacturing conference, I was just surprised at how much cabling there was in the factory mm-hmm. on the exhibit sure. floor about sure. everything that they did. Um, and I think we're going to change that with 5G. And that uh, that's why I think the research houses and the analysts are saying this is a huge opportunity to incorporate not only the factory floor, but all the flexibility of the technology to go into that goes right. with 5G IoT and then outside the factory floor, because we know every product that's del- you know manufactured has to go somewhere. Totally. Um, and through kind of your engagement with different companies and, and seeing 5G deployed and adopted for different use cases across industries, what are some of the biggest challenges you've seen or do you feel are or maybe not so much challenges, but kind of roadblocks, um, speed bumps that are kind of in the way for from as 5G continues to get rolled out? Where do you kind of see those coming up? I mean, as with any new technology, I feel like they do occur in some capacity. Where do you feel that the biggest challenges kind of lie ahead when it comes to 5G deployment as well as adoption? Yeah, I think the the the, the biggest roadblock um, has to do with first, um, it just takes, I guess, time. It takes sure. time. That's a roadblock. I don't know. So, and also kind of the, the idea of what mobile communications is to a customer or a business or a vertical industry. So in the past, you know, the first First thing that has to happen is this foundation uh, of 5G coverage needs to be incorporated, uh, wh- whatever country it might be. Again, we cover the Americas, but the U.S. has done quite well. So companies are now realizing that there is an obstacle in kind of the mindset mobile communications is. Um, and in the past, I think, you know, we've all kind of idea that, well, mobile communications is smartphones. And uh, you know, I'll hold up my uh, my phone right here. You know, it's like this is this is what mobile communications is. I got a smartphone, and this is right, what I do. Right. I, have, I have twin kids, and my kids, you know, th- that they're on their phone all day long for everything. But yeah. that is really not what five G is going to be about. It's not going to be about uh, a transactional sale. It's going to be about a, a a long longer process, solution driven type of activity or sell to a vertical industry as well. 
And those are the things that are an obstacle because you are not going to have a manufacturer walk into your retail store. Uh, it's going to be a solution that's going to be a solution provider or a carrier that has a new division that is working with vertical markets or uh, a consulting firm that right. looks about efficiencies within your factory floor or your right, hospital right. Or, or your port. So the obstacle really is to move the mindset from transactional sales to mm. solutions. And that's where 5G comes in with the solutions, but we got to get to that area. Yeah, I totally agree with the solutions angle because I feel like as IoT in general has evolved, it's become more of a solution-centric industry where people are looking for solutions that solve problems. And they, they I want to say they care less about, but they're not as focused on the technologies that are involved as, as much as they are about can I purchase and adopt a end-to-end -end solution that solves my problem, is easy to implement, works with existing systems, and as it, and is at a cost that makes it make sense for us internally from an ROI perspective. And I think that is something that these new technologies are starting to or really understand. And as they get implemented, we're seeing that more and more. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think you uh, you hit it, uh, the target right on there. Uh, it's a it's a different world and what we need to do is you know, make sure that we are living in the world of solutions, not right. in the world of a tr transaction for a smartphone. Totally agree. Um, obviously, as consumers, most people that are not necessarily in the IoT space on a day to day, when they think of 5G, they are thinking about their phone, right? They're thinking they're seeing 5G yeah. up in the corner. What does that do? Makes things faster, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, um, but which is a which is great. I sure. mean, you know, right. And that's, I mean, my, my, myself, my family, my kids, uh, my friends, you know, when they talk about 5g, they love it. And because it is, it is faster. It, it is you know, great to have the, the latest technology in, in your device right. and a carrier that has lots of spectrum, you know, has spectrum that they're deploying and giving you these things. So that's a great attribute, but there's just so much more. And that's why I say we're in the third inning of a nine inning baseball game. So um, I wanted to ask you to ask about that. So this kind of is one of the questions I wanted to ask you before we wrapped up. But what does the future of 5G, not just the rollout and the implementation, but also the adoption look like in your mind? If we're in the third inning, as you say, there are a number of innings left in a baseball game. What what are those future innings? What does that look like? And where are we kind of headed? Yeah. So the the the, the early part or the early phase of 5G is... Uh, basically providing 5G capabilities and coverage um, out into the marketplace. And again, the first area would be, you know, the smartphones and transactions. But I think that the other phases will be um, incorporating some of the technology enablers that I talked about, as well as, uh, you know, and those technology enablers, again, I'll, I'll just kind of explain, you know, AI, edge computing, the cloud, all these right. you know, virtualization. Right. But, but the other thing that is, is important to this is that the operators are working with a standards-driven industry. And right now, uh, our operators are working hard to deploy what's called uh, standalone technology in 5G. And, and that is the core network of a 5G network um, is going to be upgraded to in 5G to what's called 5G core network. Um, and that actually, a standalone, will provide more capabilities uh, and more solutions. And so you're already seeing this in many parts of the world. Uh, we've seen reports from the GSA, which is a, another yep. association that says uh, there's 99 or more 
operators that are working on this in some form or fashion uh, in the US. Um, there's been various announcements about, or deployments even, uh, about standalone capabilities. So that's really the next phase is we got 5G out in the marketplace. We're, we're, we're getting more, we're utilizing more spectrum, but we also need to up, continue to upgrade the technology capabilities. Once we do that, then we start to move into some of the more capabilities that uh, an operator can offer for these IoT, IoT or, or any type of solution. You get right. into more options. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a very fascinating space. I mean, it's, it's exciting. I think it's, it's hard to find anybody who's not that, you know, not very excited about the, um, the growth of, of 5G the, and, and what it really means for the IoT industry. So I really appreciate you taking some time to, to jump on here and talk about what you all see from, from your vantage point, um, working with these large organizations who are really behind 5G um, and what it can do, not just for the IoT industry, but industries all over the world. So um, for audience out there who may want to follow up with questions, learn more about 5G Americas and just kind of dive more into anything we talked about today, what's the best way that they can follow up and, um, and connect? Yeah, the best way is to go to our website. We have, a, it's a great resource. Um, it's 5gamericas.org. Um, there's a lot of uh, information about what we do, how we do, and okay. also how to contact us. And uh, I really appreciate uh, your time in wanting to learn about 5G and IoT. Uh, we're really bullish and positive about what 5G is and what it's going to be. Uh, we really think it's a great opportunity to connect societies and do a lot for society. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah, we're excited as well. Um, but thanks again so much for taking your time to, to be on here and look forward to getting this out to our audience. All right. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a future guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.